What's up, guys? Welcome to Muscles and Medicine Podcast, Episode 10. I'm Aaron. And I'm Joe. This week, we're going to help you explore why you might be struggling to lose weight, even in a calorie deficit, or why you might be facing challenges in gaining muscle during a caloric surplus. In addition, we're going to share our current phases, kind of what we're going through with our fitness journeys right now, and kind of the direction we're looking to go in the next few weeks to months. Um, We both kind of have similar but different plans, uh, so we'll share that with you all as well. Yeah, guys, a lot of what we're going to be talking about today is going to be some different like experiences that we've had and some things that we've seen with clients over these last few years of coaching, just kind of giving our perspective on mistakes that we see that are hindering people in their results. And like I said, we're going to give a little bit of background on what we got going on. Guys, I hope you all enjoy the show. If you are enjoying the podcast so far, remember to share, review, reposting on your Instagrams, this, that, and the other. It's been helping us a ton. Just want to say thank you all for the support and hope you all enjoy the show. So first thing we're going to dive into are some hidden calorie traps. Um, When you hear that, where does your mind go automatically? Because I know I was talking about it before. What are some things that when I say hidden calorie traps, you're like, hmm, those. I always think about like eyeballing food. You know what I'm saying? Like, I think that even like the more advanced athletes, they start to fall in this like pitfall. They're like, oh, well, I know, you know, I've ate the same thing for six. This is about, it's about six ounces. Yeah, exactly. And maybe, you know, we've talked about this before. So if someone goes from eating just like complete junk and then they start eating relatively clean, you know, maybe if they're not using a scale on every meal, they're still probably going to see results just, you know, cleaning up their diet. But if you're really, especially if you've got like a specific goal, you're wanting to prep for a show, you're wanting to do something specific. If you don't know what's going in and out of your body, it's really hard to make adjustments. Yeah. And you can't guess. Exactly. And that's, you'll lie to yourself when you're hungry. Like there's plenty of times I'm supposed to have seven ounces of chicken with a meal. Yeah. And if I was eyeballing it, I was doing 10 for sure. I was starving. Maybe even like subconsciously. So that's why, too, yeah. You know what I'm subconsciously, I'd be like, oh, it's about seven. Yeah. And like you would look at that and be like, that's a pound of chicken. Okay? <laughs> Quit. So, yeah, I think that's so important to weigh, weigh your food. Like you, you can't guess. However, like you said initially, you can clean up, just clean up, cut up some chicken, cook it. You're going to see improvements oh, initially nice. until you get to a certain point. I think it was something that I thought was really cool. Like you look at the difference between like actually using a scale and like, when guys would use like cup measurements because you know say if you're like okay put a cup or like a teaspoon of something else okay say they're like okay put a tablespoon of peanut butter yeah in there and they're not really like they just have that like little tablespoon and they've got it just like stacked on you know what i'm saying yeah. like as much as they can fit on there throw it on versus like if they're not super hungry maybe they're going a little bit under it's things like that yeah so i was that also takes me back to this weekend i was talking to someone Who's an IFBB pro, mind you? Guy is very, very gifted athlete genetically. And we were talking about his diet right now. And he was like, I'm eating, you know, about 12 cups of rice a day. And I'm thinking, whoa, 12, 12 cups, like, that's quite a bit of rice. It's like three cups in four of his meals. Mm-hmm. Three cups of rice is a ton of rice, which yeah, is no fine. Kidding. Some people can do that. What's that breakdown to in grams? Don't know, because it depends on how, pa- how tight yeah. you pack okay, the that's rice. Yeah, so that's yeah. exactly what I was getting to is like, it's, so if you do a light little scoop of rice and Mm -hmm. you're just it's there's some empty space in the cup and you dumped it three times that's three cups but also if you pack the rice down in the cup 
and you're going to have twice as much per cup yeah. and dip it three times, that's still three cups. So that's why I was like, well, that's super inconsistent. Couldn't it be like super different too, based off like the, the amount of water you use in your yep. rice, things of yeah. that nature? Oh, that's, yeah, okay. That's yeah. nuts. So that's when I was like, oh, hmm. I didn't say anything. He would have beat me up. But <laughs> nevertheless. I will say the same thing kind of happens with like protein powder. You really have to watch yeah. for that. You yep. have to weigh it and all that. Because like you said with the rice, uh, there can be like empty pockets or anything yeah. like that. And same thing with protein powder too. Like yeah. a scoop for someone is a level scoop and a scoop for yeah. others is a heaping scoop. Well, I always think it's like neat where you'll see like you'll get a thing of protein powder and if you like fill the scoop all the way up to where it's like a perfect scoop, you've got every grain you can in there. It's like 45 grams or something like that. And then like you look on the serving size and it's like, you know, one scoop, 28 grams. Yep. So you're like literally doing a double serving and I yep. have no idea because dudes are just, oh, it's just, you know, I throw a scoop of protein in about my day. So these, an extra hundred calories here, an extra hundred calories there. It doesn't seem like much. Then you're 300 over at the end of the day. Exactly. And you're 2100 over at the end of the week and you've gained a half pound. Well, like the segue into like some of those calories that a lot of people don't really think of. We talk a lot about sugar alcohols. Gum. Yes. Sugar uh, alcohol has calories. Gum. Yeah. Gum's a big one. Uh, no kidding. See, like that was the first prep that I did. That was like halfway through. I was glad you finally mentioned that to me because I had never heard that even through, I think when I got my certification through ISSA. Most places long, don't mention it at all. Maybe it, it may have been mentioned. I skimmed over it, but I had never heard that. And yeah. I remember you said like, I was like, yeah, man, I'm staying a little bit hungry, but man, I'm chewing about a pack of gum a day. And you were like, are you what? You're like, yeah, like maybe like 10, 12 pieces. That's what I'm saying. And on the pack, it says less than five calories. Yep. It'll literally have a less than sign and say less than five. Yep. It may be 4.9, yeah. but it's less than five. So if you're chewing <laughs> 20 pieces of gum a day which realistically in prep i could chew 20 pieces of gum absolutely. a day easy because i'm starving absolutely there's 100 calories yep so there's 700 calories higher for the week than what you're supposed to have adds up quick and these sauces too so sauces that say zero calorie sauces yeah some of them will say zero when re reality they have two or three calories yeah so if you're using and it's zero calories per serving size so mm -hmm. say you're getting a calorie and a half or two calories per serving size if you're using 15 servings a day yeah there's 45 calories well i mean you see calories. guys like with like a lot of times i'll see even like a lot of like pro bodybuilders they'll use like you know mustard or like a hot sauce that they yep. know is like a true zero and they'll dump it on there they're yep. dousing it on there well you see something that they think's a true zero yeah and they're like just smothering their overloading food it. it down yeah but I don't know. I think that's just one of those things you have to just be diligent about. And I've seen a lot of times people get caught up on like, uh, you remember the clucking sauce thing? We were yes. Yeah, yeah. Fat free. So, yeah. So, uh, no, fat, sugar free. It was a it was sugar, sugar free, free clucking sauce. Yeah. So like G Hughes, one of my favorite companies to get a, uh, like any kind of sauces for my prep. I, the sweet chili we get over here. Sweet chilies. Gas. It's gas. awesome. But, uh, I remember seeing this guy, he lives in London and he's just kind of a friend of a friend. He had posted on his like Facebook story and he was like, all my friends that are trying to eat healthy right now, if you're looking for something to make your meal prep taste better, I've been using this. And it was a picture of the G Hughes clucking sauce. And I, not to call him out directly, but I was like, eh, hopefully he sees this. But I posted the nutrition label. Yeah. Of the, it's the, like 100 or 120. I think it's, per serving. I think it's 100 per yeah, serving. It's 120. It's 120. Yeah. So it's all straight fat. Yeah. There's like, so... 15 times 9, 12 times 9 is 108. So let's say 14 to 15 grams of fat per serving. Yeah. That's for like 
two tablespoons. That's insane. And these people were soaking their food in That's this. what I'm saying, dousing it, because they yeah. think, like, oh, no sugar. That's just... No that's sugar, a lot no of, calories. Man, that's the big thing with, like, I think with keto, if people aren't, research, like, researching yeah. it. I was talking to Buddy Spray today. You can get fat on keto. Absolutely. I see people stay fat on keto no. all the time at work. Well, they think that there's, like... Okay, so, like, let me back up a little bit. I had a conversation with Austin about, like, artificial sweeteners being, like almost giving you this like security blanket to where you don't have to control yourself. Okay. It's a diet drink or it's a, you know, a zero sugar drink. So I can drink as much of this as I want to. I can have, you know, a 12 pack of diet Coke and what that's going to do to your gut health is absolutely destroy it. You know, you're going to be so bloated, this, that, and the other. And it was like things like this we were running into. I, told him finally because i knew he was disciplined enough i said austin i'd rather you go back to just drinking your like one sweet tea every now and then here and there just because if there's if he drinks that he's like okay this has sugar in it i need to make sure i know everything, i can only do one or two yeah, i can only do one everything else needs to be perfect i need to make sure i'm on my stuff yeah. and it wasn't like you know the sugar was a lot easier for his body to break down and process it wasn't a lot of like you know foreign substances that he yep. wasn't used to and he's done really well with that so yeah you got to be lenient but also be smart i mean you don't want i would never put clucking sauce on anyone's plan as much as i would love to i would love to put clucking sauce on my plan if it fits the macros right i mean yeah (laughs) you might get that next week your boy's starting to grow face next week y'all we're about to uh, tune into the instagram we're about to be joe clucking creech joe Joe clucking sauce creech (laughs) so Something I hear a lot from different clients whenever I first start with them is I'll tell them, I'm like, so this is usually my process. They'll reach out to me on like Facebook, Instagram, whatever. I'm like, okay, this is the process. These are the prices. I'm going to send you an intro document, a questionnaire, and a template for check-ins. And they'll fill out the check-in or fill out the questionnaire, send it back. We'll talk about it. We're getting ready to get them started, get the payment. And I'll say, okay, I'm going to start working on your plan. I should have it to you Friday. I'm going to give you the weekend to like prep all the food that you need. We'll start on Monday. Start on Monday. And uh, like I said, between now and this weekend, here's what I want you to do. Go get a food scale, get, get some like prep containers, little things like that. I like give them a list of like some different seasonings they might want to try or mm-hmm. like this, that, and the other different like advice on how to like prep their chicken in bulk, things of that nature. But like, I'll say that about the food scale and they're like, I've got to weigh everything or I'll send their plan. And they're just like, what's, I don't know what 140 grams is. I'm like, well, yeah, I wouldn't expect you to look at it. No, I tell everyone to get a food scale. I'm like, before I even send a plan, I'm like, go get a food scale, get some seasonings you like, and let me know when you get that. That's the, that's the minimum. You know, that's very just, minimum. I'll also say get extra batteries because extra, your yeah. scale will die at some no, point. It will die way sooner than you think it should every yeah. time. And it will die sooner than it did the last time. Every time. Every time. And yeah. eventually you're going to get like 30 minutes out of a set of batteries. It seems like, oh, absolutely. especially at the store, like the, those little orange scales, if oh, I, I'm going to break them. Listen, when we first opened up the meal prep kitchen over there, we first started like doing some little preps for our stuff. I went and I got two of these, like I was at Marshall's, got two of these little like cheap food scales, took them over there, used them for about an hour and a half. They were dead completely. Then we had to go buy some more C2032s and those hoses is expensive. Batteries they add up quick. Nuts. We're nuts. going to go through $20 in batteries a week. That's what I'm saying. Food costs going through the roof now. Yep. There but goes our profit margin. That's what I'm saying. It's ruined. But with like people that don't like to track, I think, see that first two weeks for me, I don't know if you do kind of a, like that first two weeks of kind of just like learning the body kind of thing. Sometimes two yeah. to three weeks. But Sometimes like, like if someone starts a plan in the middle of the week, 
like say they start on a Tuesday or Wednesday and they check in Friday and they're all like, I'm already down two pounds. I'm not changing anything. I, no. I try not to change anything for the first two weeks usually. That's yeah, that's me. Because you have no idea what to change. Exactly. And like, they have you have they have no idea how they feel four days into a plan. Sure. So like usually that first two weeks almost guaranteed they're gonna lose some weight. Oh, just yeah. like losing a little bit of water weight, even if they're about to start them into a growth phase. Well, I yep. know when Brad started with me, like I think he dropped like six pounds in his first week or two. And I know Cody did the same thing. Yeah. And it was just because like these dudes have like a ton of muscle. They've you know, their body needs a lot of calories, but it doesn't need all the other stuff that you've been putting into it. And now you're getting some consistency with your digestion and this, that, yeah. and the other. Weight peels off of them. If I start somebody on a plan and they're like two weeks in, they're like didn't lose anything or I'm up a pound. Usually I'm a little bit weary. I'm like, mm, something's not, right. something's not checking out. Yeah. So that's a funny story. I, I kind of just lied because I said, I don't change anything for two weeks. Usually, uh, Jeremiah Walden, if you hear this, you're doing excellent. <laughs> so I started him on quite a few calories. Cause I know he runs, he had been running like 12 to 15 miles a week and he enjoys that. So I'm like, I'm not going to make you stop doing that. So I was like, just still do that. Do like a 30 minute run or do, mile and a half two miles on the treadmill and i gave him a set time four times a week i was like i don't want to take running away from you because he enjoys it and he lost like god i mean it was like an immense amount of weight from running and eating clean and now he's like hey i really want to put on some i want to put on some muscle he um he's doing some wrestling stuff on the weekends he's traveling for that he's works full-time job he's running um he has his hands full he's got a busy life so i was like i put his calories i don't remember what i put it at he lost like two and a half pounds the first week when I was trying to get him to grow. So I had to <laughs> add like 500 calories within, I think he started Sunday and by Friday he was down two pounds. And I was like, whoa, I way, way underestimated his metabolism. And it's like really good. No, so he's going to probably be eating a ton of food. There's been several guys. I know like even Derek was somebody that felt like we were increasing his calories week after week after week. And then Derek's found, a beast. Derek's a machine, dude. I'm telling you. What, what is the most your calories got to Derek? I think so far maybe 3,300. Yeah, yeah. Roughly. Do you feel good there? Yeah. I mean, yeah. I like all the food. That's for sure. Right. Yeah. <laughs> what, what's the lowest it got to? Uh, so we started at 2,400. That was the first two weeks. And ever since it's just kept going up then, and you yeah. keep, your composition keeps improving, right. improving, improving. Yeah. Right. Like right now we are sitting around 2,100 on like low off days and then uh, 2,900 on leg days and then 31 on other training days. So that's pretty good. Yeah. That's quite a bit of food. He's done well with it. And I think that like, it just speaks to the better you follow the plan, the more like the, obviously the more you're going to get out of it, but the coach is allowed to like, you know, I learn their bodies a little bit more. We can start having a little bit more flexibility with it. I mean, we got thrown in some fun stuff. Yeah. We're four or five months into it. And he was just like, man, I'm so sick of this breakfast. I was like, and I know he's, you know, kept up with the fitness industry as much as either of us have it. And I was like, you want to put anabolic French toast on here? He said, yes, absolutely. Put it. Which was amazing. Yes. I still love it. That's what I was saying. He turned yeah. into a little fitness influencer. He's taking these little like aesthetic pictures of his breakfast, flexing yep. on everybody. I love it when clients do that. They like take pictures of their meals yeah. and it looks really pretty, you know, instead of just being like a cold Tupperware container. <laughs> meal. Hey, I, I love it when it's pretty, but I respect it when it's nasty and cold. That's too. fair. God, Cam sent me a video. I think he posted it of him sitting on the beach, eating his oatmeal. And he had like, I think he poured the water in it while he was on Ugh. the beach and it was like soupy, watery, Just looked disgusting. It. Yes. Oh, and it was like chocolate protein been powder. There. Been there. Ugh. I've not done it on the beach. I have not. Luckily, I've not been. I don't think I've ever been at the beach during prep. Ah, we went to Cape Coral, but then we didn't go to a beach beach. I think the worst I had was I was in prep and me and Tori went on a weekend trip somewhere and we couldn't find a microwave 
anywhere. <laughs> anywhere. There were no microwaves in like a 20-mile radius. I went to every gas station, and it was terrible. I remember what I, it was like really cold, almost frozen cold ground turkey and rice. That was hard because it was because I just put it on ice because I was like, uh-huh. I want to keep it on ice because we're traveling. Sure. The ice is going to melt. It'll stay cold. Yeah. So this is, I don't know, first stop, three, four hours in, it's frozen. So I'm eating like frozen ground Crunching. turkey. Mm. But I did it. That's what champions do. I tried yeah. to like set it on the dash and like let it fall. <laughs> Construction workers had their burritos. You have your yeah. ground turkey and rice. <laughs> they got the gas station burritos thawing. Yeah, that's yeah. it, man. That's it. I don't know. Man. Call me weird, but I, I really like cold like if I'm eating beef and rice on prep, like in a plan, hey, cold beef is not bad. It's I don't not, know why. If you can get some sweet chili sauce and mix it with cold beef, it's really not bad. It's killer. I won't even heat it up most times. Like I'll, like, I mean, I heat it up when I can, but no, I'm telling you, I'll eat it straight out the fridge, man. Like an animal. Like it's the gross. rice kind of sucks sometimes. That's gross. I'm not gonna lie. Like the rice get a little crunch to it. But what are some reasons you see for someone plateauing in a calorie deficit? I see this all the time. I know you see this all the time. I had a lady, very nice lady, start with me last week a week and a half ago and she's like you know i've been sticking to around 1200 calories and she's an athlete like yeah. she was a college wrestler she's running all the time she's a mom she helps her husband coach wrestling and things yeah. and i'm like okay we're going to about 1750 drop yeah. two pounds bang see so why what do you see when do you see that being a problem the most man the two things that come to mind first off is uh i'll get these people that'll do really well for a few months and they're following everything on the plan and then they kind of they get excited and they want to speed up the process on their weight loss. So they start cutting out things and not telling me. So they start like kind of, okay, they're going to skip their snack every day. They're going to skip meal four, this, that, and the other. Or take things out of meal four. That's what I'm saying. Like so. say you have 150 grams of XYZ and they start doing 110. Sure. Right. Little things like that, just trying to speed it up. And now it's to the point where they've like over it a little bit. And I'm like, okay, they're losing too fast. So then I go to add food back or I'm cutting cardio back. And then they start cutting the cardio. They'll cut the cardio back. Yeah. You know, they're, oh, they're good for that. But then like, you know, something like that. Just thinking that they can speed up the process yeah. and not tell me. Well, oftentimes what that leads to from a coach's standpoint is overcorrection. Yeah. Like you said. So say you have 150. Mm-hmm. They've been eating 110 and you get on them, you're like, you don't know that, but like, hey, you're losing way too quick. Yeah. You up it from 150 to 200 grams of whatever, yep. rice, whatever, so be it. And they're like, oh, he got on me. I guess I better do 200. You Then not knowing they were doing 110, they go from 110 to, to 200, 200 grams of rice. Yep, that makes sense. And then they gain weight, and you're like, oh, my God, what do I do? What yeah. do I like, – because – now 150 to 200 is not a great adjustment, but 110 to 200 is almost double the amount of carbs yep. in that meal. That makes it really hard. No kidding. So, I, like I said, transparency is just yeah. the biggest thing right there. The other thing that, like, we was just talking about weighing, I see a lot of guys, like, they'll do really good the like when they first start out because, like I said, you're switching from a really you know, crappy diet to something a little bit more structured. Yep. They're losing weight really fast, and then they're like – their cheat meal turns into a cheat day. They're, yeah. you know, not weighing their food as diligently. I've been bad to do that in See, the past. You like yourself, like take a full cheat day. Yeah, <sighs> yeah. I mean, I mean, I control it. Yeah, to an extent. Well, I think 
we've talked about this before. I think flexibility is earned. It's something yeah. like we've studied this. This is what, yeah, this consumes our life. You yeah. know, this is what we help people with this is what you talk about at the clinic every day. You know what I'm saying? Yep. So like we know enough about this to make little adjustments. It's kind of like when we go on vacation. So we've talked about this before. Aaron and I, boom, as soon as we wake up fasted walk, we'll have a really light, really clean breakfast, really clean breakfast. It's like an egg white omelet, ton of veggies, ton of protein. And then the wheels fall off. And then, well, we usually like, we'll like even just snack around like some fruit or something for lunch. And we make sure we get our protein and we get our protein in every meal. And then so, okay, by the time we're going out for dinner or we're going out to like walk on river street or doing whatever, a, we've already hit our step goal. B, we've probably already hit a workout. We're well over 150 grams of protein. Yep. And now... Then we do what we want. Now we're doing what we want because we've kind of like given ourselves a little bit of wiggle room versus others that might not know as much say like, okay, well, I'm going to skip meal one and two completely. And then and I'm going to binge. And they're starving by the time they get there because they've not had anything. So they have no self-control. Right. Go crazy. So I think doing in doing that, by the time we get downtown or wherever we go to eat... We have food on our stomach. We're not starving, so yeah. we're less likely to binge, even though we still do to a small extent. Oh, However, had I been nine hours without eating, that one appetizer sampler would have been like three. Exactly. Well, you think about like how much more satiating protein is. For if you sure. don't have that 150 grams of protein sitting in your stomach, you're empty, empty. And we have, Aaron, our bottomless pits, dude. We've. I can eat. I'm telling you, man. We've. He's ruined every sushi restaurant we've ever been to for man. sure random place <laughs> random places i in the plan ground. on to continue that absolutely it's tradition at this point it's kind of the same thing like don't go to the grocery store while you're hungry oh, exactly yeah. oh Terrible that's a bad idea. one right especially if you're not on a plan yeah so i will say i'm on a plan 100 percent of the time i mean 98 percent of the time i'm on a plan so i know exactly what i need and how much i need when i go to the grocery store however if i'm hungry I will find myself venturing into aisles I don't need to be in. The Oreos and peanut butter. Yes, Oreos and peanut butter. Also, Kroger has, it's Kroger brand, just the kind of like the, not. I don't even know if it's name brand at all, just Kroger has these little um, dark chocolate covered almonds with sea salt. They're in these little tubs. They're excellent. It's one of my favorite snacks ever. I ate a whole box after my last national show. Remember when I was up like 20 pounds the next day? I ate that. And You should have seen the bucket of treats he had for the ride so home bad. and he fell asleep because he got this like sugar coma and me and tori sat there and smashed peanut butter m&ms for like two hours and he woke up and he was like tori will you reach me the peanut butter m&ms and she was like didn't you didn't pack them i have no idea what you're talking about <laughs> yeah, yeah must have fell out i don't know <laughs> they fell out and then like i hear a bag rustling That's under right. joe's feet and he's just staring out the window and no idea no those so for one container of those which is it's easy to sit down and watch a movie and mm-hmm. eat a whole box because it's not that much it's 1800 calories i see a lot of people trying to like when they first start it's a out, healthy snack it's an almond it's a healthy snack healthy fats i'm like 400 dark, grams of healthy fats dark chocolate's good for your heart oh god we could get into a whole like rant on just like a fake glass of wine every night is good for your stomach yeah that's good <laughs> is it though or are you an alcoholic that's what i'm saying yeah. every night every mm-hmm. night so another thing that will cause you to plateau is inconsistency in your exercise. And I see this really, really often with clients that are live very busy lifestyles. Oh, yeah. Patients as well. That will be some of my busier patients that I know are working 60, 70 hours a week, have kids that play sports and this, that, and the other. I'm like, well, when do you exercise? They're like, well, some weeks I'll get there four times. Some weeks I may not go. I may go two weeks and not go, but then I may go two weeks every day. I'm like, 
I don't even know where to That's start. That's like a yo-yo diet. Yeah. You know? It's like a yo-yo exercising. So, you know, it's hard to see progress. C- consistent progress comes from consistency in the gym, consistency with the diet. And these are people that will eat relatively clean. Yeah. But that just, if they go to the gym for a week, they're going to lose a pound or two. They stop going for two weeks, they gain it back. So it's just a yo-yo, like you said, up and down, up and down. Man, it's tough with clients like it that. Is. I've even had to sit down before and like, you know, almost like structure a schedule with yeah. clients. Like, I'm like, okay, where can we fit this into our schedule? Where can we fit in a little bit of time to do cardio? What do we need to move around this, that, and the other? You've got you've to gotta make it a priority, though. You know, I think yeah. the same way you'd plan around anything else, I feel like. You have to plan it in. And I'm getting your, to that point now, and I know you are as well, God, with, yeah. with how busy we are between training, meal business, my work. I have to kind of have a schedule for the day. Like today, I had to have a schedule. Like I said, the more you bite off, the more the more that becomes a priority. The more you bite off, the quicker you have to chew. Yeah, no kidding, no kidding. I just made that up. I like that. It's a bar. Keep chewing as quick as you can because it's just getting busier and busier. Which, I mean, you know, I wouldn't complain. We brought this on ourselves. Exactly. Like, you know, we're extremely blessed to be in the position that we are right now. This is, you know, for my coaching business, it's probably the most, uh, this is the busiest I've been for um, online perspective for sure i've had to scale back the one-on-one sessions just because i'm running out of hours in the day i think all three of us right now are at our busiest points in our lives probably ever i know the podcast for all of us is like a release like i'm i was excited today to have the podcast because i'm like god i get to sit down and just chat with my friends that's what i'm saying i get to i get to sit and talk to my friends so and then like the rest of the day i'm like Okay, we got home last night at almost 4 a.m. from a show that was gone to all weekend. So in between shows, I worked on plans. Yeah. That morning, I made sure he was ready. As soon as, he, as soon as he stepped off stage, I ran to the room, done like three, four, five plans and check-ins, got in contact with everyone that needed to be in contact with, yep. went straight to the gym and trained, got back to the hotel, did like three or four notes for work, showered, went down to finals, finals was over, he comes off stage, we take a few pictures together, we go out and eat. We come home. I get up this morning. We go to the meals. It's just, it just doesn't stop. Actually, I've done more stuff for like my job this morning early. It's just like I said, it just becomes one of those things where you have to have a schedule. I mean, I've had days where we've done, you know, I've trained seven clients in person. I've, you know, worked on plans all day. We've been at the meal prep kitchen, but everything in my entire day has been centered around fitness. Yeah. And I'm 4,000 steps under my step goal. I've done no cardio and I've not worked out yet. But, we ask for it, but we ask for it. So, and I know like, and Derek is working full time, going to school. His, all of his hot sauces have pretty much sold out since he listed it. Seven, was it seven? Maybe a week ago? About 10 days. So yeah. you're going to be super busy with that yeah. school, this work. It's just, it's, 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 so we, we understand and we can relate to being busy. I think that like, I don't mean to sound like insensitive about it, but it's like you make time for the things that are important to you. If your health's right. a priority to you, you'll make time for it. If your work's a priority to you, you'll make time for it. You, know, you want to make sure your bills are paid and you want to make sure your body's healthy. You're going to make time for you'll it. You'll figure it out. You'll figure it out, man. Right. But, and that's why like, even like this podcast, I make time for it because it's something we enjoy. One last thing with, you know, I see an issue with clients not losing weight. Usually a lot of times if they try and do it on their own, they're... <laughs> I see people, they always overestimate, A, how much muscle they have, B, how active they are. So they're expecting that they need more calories in a day. Right. So, or, or how much fat they need to lose. Exactly. And I see that a lot in people that are already fit, very fit people. Mm-hmm. Even clients that come to me that are in decent shape when they come to me, like, man, I think I need to lose 10 pounds. In the back of my mind, I'm like, mm-mm. 
Mm-mm. It's going to be 25, brother. Oh, yeah. Because I know, like, when I'm at my heaviest, I'm 270, 275. To be on stage, everyone's like, what do you got to lose, 20? I'm like, no, nah, dude, I got to lose 50. People don't understand. 50 it's, pounds. It's because, you know, after you develop so much muscle, you still have good shape. You can still see muscle. You can see some definition. There's some vascularity here and there in your shoulders, your forearms. We right. talked about that earlier today. You know, you're sitting around like 250 right now, 245. 6.2 or something like okay, that. Okay. So, so close to 250. So, yeah, so right around there. And on stage, realistically, you know, your next time aiming for like that 220 range. 220, 222. 222, I would be like over the moon about. Right. So, but like I said, that's still another 25 pounds. And you've been cutting down yeah. for a little bit now. Yeah. But like if someone was to look at you and, you know, you'd say, oh, I still need to lose 25 pounds, we'll just say, they'd be like, you know, where, yeah. where's it going to come from? You, but your shoulders have striations. Well, I think that's a big deal with like, like, but my back's fat. See, but you get so hypercritical now, you know yeah. what I'm saying? It's just like to 99% of the world, totally fine with what you look like right now. Would love to be over the moon with what you look like right now. Right. But if you guys hear this thunder, we're sorry. We're, it is Sunday evening and it's, it is storming outside. There's the things we do. There's the things we do for the muscles and, and the medicine. medicine. Cheeks. <laughs> So we're going to dive into why you may not be gaining muscle in a caloric surplus. Um, there's a few reasons. Um, some of them may be something going on internally. And I'm going to say 90% of the time, it's something you're doing or not doing. Man, uh, how, many, like, how often have you heard dudes just say that they have a super fast metabolism and it's just like they just really aren't tracking diligently to like know what they're putting in their body? I see this like, oh, dude, I eat all the time, you know, and no, you don't like it. Usually it's like, you know, you may be eating, but what are you eating? Exactly. Are you you're eating gonna, gummy worms? Sure. Yeah. I'm always putting, you know, always eating something. Always chewing all the time. Yeah. Yeah. No, they, it's super, super common that people think they're getting enough protein, but they're not. And I will say, if you're not tracking your protein, I can almost guarantee you're not getting enough. Absolutely. Absolutely. A lot of times too, I think it's like. Guys don't realize if you're going to be doing a really clean bulk, you're going to be eating a lot. So if you're doing, so if your primary like meat sources are egg whites and chicken breasts and you're trying to get 200 grams in, it's going to be a long day. If you're 150 pounds, you're going to be miserable. I mean, yeah. you and I have done this for well, that's so like, long. And I know at one point my protein was 310 and I was 250 like I am now and it was 310 and it was everything i can do you're steady eating all it the time. was one meal was 10 ounces of chicken one was nine one was like nine ounces of beef uh one of my meals was like 80 grams of whey isolate with my post-workout just crazy amounts of food that's nuts well i mean you think about okay so they get their 200 grams of protein and that's the only thing that they're tracking though Say hundred calories. Right. Where are the other calories going to come exactly. from? Exactly. If that's all you're doing, like, you know, good that you're hitting that protein. But if you're only finishing the day with 2000, you're probably not going to see much growth. I mean, for, you know, some guys, you know, have a ton of muscle or right. this, that, and the other. I don't know what the case may be, but like you might see a little bit of growth, but it's going to take a lot longer. So you really have to hit it from all angles. Absolutely. You can't just get your protein in and in contrary to not getting enough protein, if you get all your protein, like you said, you're at 800 calories. Yeah. Congratulations. You're eating what a three-year-old should eat. <laughs> but like, you know, where's the rest going to come from and how are you going to get it? And if you try to get 200 grams of protein clean, mm-hmm. 200 carbs clean, and like 60 fats clean, that's only, let's say, six. so there's you're, 1,600. You're at like roughly 2,000 calories. A little over 2,000 calories. Yeah. 
See, it's just not. It's going to seem like a lot of food at 2000 calories. You're going to be like, Oh my God, I can't eat anymore. And that's kind of how we trick the mind when we're doing a cut. Sure. 200 grams of protein, 200 carbs and 50 or 60 fats. I'm going to lose like seven pounds a week. Oh, sure. Which sounds ridiculous, but it's that. And, but I would be full because of the amount of food and the, density of the food absolutely and that's something that i mean like you said that's what we do to trick like a, a lot of our clients even you know just adding in some you know some veggies here and there or just making sure they're hitting their protein goal and they stay satiated all throughout the day but i see a lot of times guys will they'll try and start tracking a little bit and they're not seeing the results they want quick enough on the scale so they'll jump to Sean was telling me a story yesterday about a buddy of his that he went on deployment with that he's like 170 pounds and he's eating 5,000 calories a day right now. Jeez. I was like, he's what? He said, yeah, he's putting on a ton of weight. I said, yeah, he's putting on a ton of weight. Or he's going to be fat. A ton of fat. A ton of fat. I always tell to be my, meticulous. I mean, I don't know what your like game plan is. Usually if we're in a growth phase, usually I'm just paying attention to a lot of the biofeedback, looking at their strength progression yep. and if we're looking just at the numbers for like weight, maybe half a pound a week. A pound, no more than a pound. No half more a, than a pound. But if you're getting stronger, like I've said before on here, I've never seen anyone getting stronger while losing muscle. That's fair. That's a good measurement too. Bailey Wilson is a client of mine. She's been with me for a little over a year. I've mentioned her on previous shows, but we spent like the last year trying to get her as lean as possible. And she's done really, really well. Well, now we're like looking to add some size into her shoulders and like build some into her legs. And I think one of the easiest way for like just to monitor strength progression is more of a powerlifting style approach. It's all percentage based. It's all numbers. So we are switching to something of that nature and she's, yeah. it's way out of her comfort zone. But I told her, I was like, we're not going to change a whole lot with your food yet. Not going to change a whole lot. She's gotten used to doing a ton of cardio. She likes it. So we'll keep all that the same. We're going to change your training modalities. And if you're getting stronger, you're, you're probably muscle. growing, muscle. You're probably getting some muscle yep. in there to add to that. When you're first started lifting, your form improves and you get stronger. We're talking about for someone that's been lifting for quite some time yeah, sure. doing the same movements. You've hit a plateau. So don't, don't take that and start working out and be like, my deadlift went from 155 to 275 in four weeks. No, your form got better. Yeah. And you, 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 you did get stronger, so you have probably gained muscle, but it's there's no direct correlation between strength and the amount of muscle gained when you just started lifting, Yeah, I don't think. But for someone like her, she's been lifting for well over a year, so you're going to be able to see... As she's stronger, she's gaining muscle. I think that a lot of the places that you'll see a lot of uh, that initial muscle growth in that like newbie phase is think about the first couple of times. I know you don't do a whole lot of the one-on-one sessions, but I've seen this a lot. So the first couple of times I go to train somebody, I usually try and give them warnings on. I'm like, these are the areas that you're going to like start to miss this rep. This is where it's going to hurt. This is where you're going to be weak. First time we start doing an overhead press. I'm like, uh, like usually we work with dumbbells. I, I'm very seldom do I use a barbell with a new client. Right. We'll hit the dumbbell military. I'm like, okay, you're going to be really weak in the wrist, and it's going to be really hard for you to keep balanced. Yep. Stability. Stability's not there yet. I was, just so you know, so I'm going to kind of guide your wrist right there, but just so you know, it's, this isn't you just being weak as water. Everyone is like this. It's normal. So, yeah, we go in two, three weeks in. Now, all of a sudden, they're still at the same weight, but I'm not holding their wrist anymore, and they're getting all the way through the reps. I'm like, that's, you know, that's progression. That's progress. You're, you're stronger in this movement right. now. If nothing else, like I said, just your wrists and forearms, you know, learning how to stabilize those mu- those muscles. But like I said, so that's like, this is more just like, you know, the yeah. difference in And, and uh, insufficient training stimulus, too. If you are going through the motions and – you're not stimulating, you're not intense, you're not locked in, but you're getting all the protein, all the food, 
you might still get a little stronger, but yeah. it's going to be minimal to what you could achieve if you were training properly. Sure. And I see that often as well. Like I know, for example, Pat Frederick, the client of mine that competed this past weekend, done very, very well, has came to complete 360 from where we started. Initially, his training, like even when he was eating right, his intensity was a little under what it should be. And now like you've seen Pat train in his sets. Now Pat's really pushing himself, even though he still talks too long in between them. I mean, this is true. But this is true. <laughs> nevertheless, when he's training, he's training hard. Absolutely. And like you've seen his progression. It's just astronomical. Well, I mean, you look at last prep to this prep. I think that first show, although he, you know, he looked great. It was the best he's ever looked and motivated him that he didn't place as well as he was expecting to. And he's like, okay, I need to push myself a lot harder. Yeah. He was always good on the diet. He always pushed himself on the cardio, but he's such a social guy yep. that he would like, you know, let that take priority versus this time. He, you, you he heard did a lot dial less, that back. You heard a lot. a lot less of Pat. I used to joke that, you know, you'd hear Pat come into the gym before you'd ever see him because I'd be sitting at the front desk signing people up on memberships and I'd hear his hee hee hee. You yep. know what I'm saying? Like that's he, super he, loud. No matter which door he comes in, you know he's there. You know he's there. Which I, I love that about him, though. Absolutely. It's, I think that's the best quality about him. But I did notice such a difference. And I only trained with him a few times this prep. The difference between last prep and this prep is he, he locked in a little more. Yeah. Had to. Well, I think. As much as like the training sufficiently or getting enough out of your workouts is important, you'll see a lot of people not make the progression that they need to because they're training too much. They're not giving yes. their body the time to recover. I see a lot of these guys that, you know, they really fall in love with the gym. A pat is another good example of that because he loves being Train in there so much. Every day, the every week before peak week, I'm going to kill you oh still. Oh, God. Yeah. But I want to have to. I had to tie, tie him down that Sunday to get him not to go train. I was like, no. That's insane. But, I mean, I think you see a lot of that with, like, people who have made such a crazy lifestyle change. They're they like, feel like they have to. Yeah, they're like, okay, if I start, you know, taking off now, then I'm going to go I'm gonna right get back. get in the habit of taking yep, off. Yeah, that's it. So, I get that to an extent. Like, I've told clients, like, okay, you've got your four training days. If one or two of those days you want to get in there and just walk to hit your step goal in there just so you can be in there. Right. That's fine. But you've been there as well. Exactly. Where So, like, there's that aspect. And then I know for me at times there's been the mental aspect where I wanted to train every day yeah. because I wanted to get away from what was going on in my own head. So there, there's two sides to that where sometimes it's a fear of regression and sometimes it's a I got to go. Yeah. And I, I've, I've been on both sides of that. And now, like, we're both at a point where if, if I train four days a week, I feel pretty good about myself. If I can get five, that's a great week. Yeah. No, if I get – I never do seven. I can't tell you the last time I worked out seven days in a row. Years. I believe it. I believe it. Well, I mean, we've talked a little bit about how this last prep went for me. That was like you talk about, like, the mental side. It was I couldn't stand to not be in there. That was the only place where I could kind of, like – get out of my head Disconnect. for a little bit. Yeah. That was, I mean, that became my outlet and it was so hard on my body. We've talked about this on here. Like I think on the first or second episode, there was about a seven to eight day period where mentally I was just in a really bad way. And it was like, I was emotionally too upset to eat anything. And we were in prep. So I was trying to cut some weight anyways. So I guess that was my justification for it, Right. but I'm not eating a bite of anything. And I was saying so like anxious and wound up that I couldn't sleep throughout the night. So I'd go and do like an extra hour of cardio here and there. And the only place you felt good was at the gym, at the gym. And I was into the week. Would I jump seven pounds you were up six and a half pounds that week? And, and you're like, Oh, I'm up. I haven't ate. I'm like, 
what do you mean you haven't ate? You're like, yeah, I've eaten like one meal a day. I'm like, oh, I'm like, what about cardio? You're like, well, I did do that. Yeah, Actually, I was like, like three hours. I've done three hours of cardio every day this week. Insane. It yeah. just my body was rejecting everything. It was just so upset with yeah. me. Yeah. So there's, you, you, you've got to put that right, uh, the recovery in there. Yeah. So there's under stimulation. There's over stimulation. So what is just right? Like you know, you know the uh, <laughs> is it the Goldilocks, the porridge. It was just right. <laughs> so what is that? Like what is just right? Because and I know people ask you and I all the time, like, what's the perfect, what's the sweet spot? And the answer to that for me is there isn't one. You have to learn how to understand everyone, what your body needs. Yeah. Everyone has to find their own sweet spot. Sure. And like for some, like I know Pat, Pat does really well training six days a week. Like no joke, Pat progresses really well training six days a week and he's 55. I progressed well doing four days a week and I'm 29. So it's just, you have to kind of find your sweet spot when it comes to training intensity and recovery. Like some people can do six hours of sleep. I like eight. Sometimes you do like four. Not by choice usually, but I I mean, that's kind of the nature of the beast. And and like last night I got home, like I said, I got home at 4 a.m. and I woke up at 8.30. I drifted in and out of sleep for like two hours after that. But speaking of on a side note, I was going to, you know, call you to see when you wanted to start to do the meals, but I was like, "Ah, I know you got in super late. I don't want to bother. And you called me anyways. Well, you had sent a text to the group chat with Derek at like 9 a.m. Really? I I don't remember. I was like, he's alive. I I must have been like in and out of sleep. That was the one. So I set my alarm for 8.45. Cause I had notes to do for work uh, yeah, to, yeah, like yeah. for my job. Yeah. And I like started, like had my computer. And I was like, just in and out, just days. And I was like, well, I, I don't even remember sending the text <laughs> at all. Then I laid back down for a little bit. Well, I mean, it's, you know, overwhelmed in this, that and the others we've been, we've made time to get our workouts in, get our step goals in, at least get our protein goals. You know, every day is not going to be perfect, but you have to understand your body. You have to understand your schedule, your life and make it work for you. I think that's just broad brush of talking about if you're trying to gain, if you're trying to cut. Right. It has to be a priority. Exactly. Like, and I know like for me, I write lists for my priorities. We've talked about this multiple times. Absolutely. I now have a planner. It's called the Full Focus Planner. I saw it's that. pretty freaking sweet. I heard you saying that. That's it's pretty cool. sweet. It's like forty bucks for three months worth of planning. Got to do it. But for me, it's worth it because you, you write down. So at the beginning of the day, you write down three main tasks you have to get done that day. Then you have small tasks that are like things I need to get done this week ish. Mm-hmm. And then so you, it'll like at the end of the day, you have your three daily wins. It's cool. It's I have to show it to you. It's super. It's shout out the daily planner. Uh, one of my patients showed it to me, and it's it's been awesome. Yeah, see, I don't need any like these like little cliche uh, little marketing strategies. Mine's about you know it's about drive, it's about power. Is it? <laughs> I was gonna say the rest of it, but no, I just was, decided was to run there. It. Joe's got that dog mentality. I got that dog in me. You know dog in me. <laughs> Guys, we're gonna kind of segue into talking a little bit more about where we're at right now so uh as i yeah, mentioned i'm jacked tan no i'm just kidding i'm none of those things right very now. pale i'm very pale right now so i go to the flat. beach in five weeks so i gotta fix that i figure something out must be nice to get a beach trip <laughs> i just had one. I know, I know. it rained every day yeah you know so didn't get to go to a beach but talking about where aaron and i are at right now so uh if you've seen this on my social media and i believe i've talked about it a little bit on the podcast but so this past 
Tuesday, I believe it was. I went and got my labs done, got some blood work done. And for whatever reason, it's taking a little bit longer to get back. Usually I've got it in like four to five business days. So I guess uh, Monday would be the Monday. fifth business day. You should get it tomorrow. So yeah. Well, so, when this releases, yeah, should so, be the day. Hey, let's, here in a couple of weeks, I got to get my blood work done. We need to do an episode where we sit down and go over each of our blood work. That'd be perfect. And we'll, what we'll do is we'll post pictures on the podcast page, just revealing all of our nasty secrets. That's what I'm saying. I'm here for it. But uh, as soon as that comes back, really, so I had several people ask me, you know, why are you getting your blood work done? Because I've been natural for now, you know, since we got out of prep, I've not taken anything. We kind of came back to a baseline on everything. I've not been using any of the super supplements, really, because like mentally, your boy needed a break and like physically, definitely needed a break. But so we've came back down to like a baseline with everything. But I think it's super important to just make sure that we're healthy before we get into this growth phase where you start pushing food. You start just, I mean, essentially with bodybuilding, we're using the extremes on everything. Yeah. You're either like really pushing or really cutting back, you know what I'm right. saying? So it was a good little chill period. Yeah, absolutely. And so basically as soon as we get that back, Aaron, he's, you know, if you are new to the show, Aaron has been my coach since uh spring of 2021 now so you know we've been doing this thing for a long time now we've went through three shows together and he knows my body like the back of his hand i really do now yeah like it's weird i know exactly what we're gonna do when we start exactly so and that's if i could say anything about just like trusting your coach and trusting like the long haul you know you've been with tyler now for how many years five and a half five and a half years so and i know with the guys that i've been with that have been with me for two years at this point now you end up learning their body. You learn what works for them. If you're somebody that's like, okay, you don't get the placing you want at your first show, boom, hop to another coach. Someone, you know. Don't do that. No, that's, I think, the worst thing you can do because essentially instead of saying, okay, this is where we finish. Let's start this growth phase. The process continues. You are now starting the process over. Right. And that's like, I, I can attest to that. And like Tyler, my first show, I competed in with Tyler. So I've only, I've only competed in three shows. Everyone thinks I've done more, but I've done three shows. Mm-hmm. Um, my first one, uh, my buddy Josh Jones helped me prep for it. He kind of coached me through it. We done excellent. We won our class. We lost the overall to a guy that now competes competed in the Olympia last year. John Sarmiento, such a just a really good athlete, great structure. Um, and then my second show was with Tyler. It was the Derby, and I got second to a guy that was just great. Lost my class. It was a really really close battle. I mean, could have went either way. Honestly, we both That's agreed. Fun. He and I were like, man. I thought you had it. I was like, uh, I thought you had it. So just one of those things where any other day, who knows what would have happened. Sure. And then the third show, I got obliterated. Just wasn't ready. My first national show. I was undersized. I was my, the prejudging started, I don't know, eight hours later than it was supposed to. Everything that could have went wrong went wrong. Um, So those things happen. Can't change it. I could have hopped ship for sure, but I didn't. I stayed. So we'll, you know, and I'm glad I did because now we're about to start a growth phase and we'll prep again. We'll see what happens. And that's kind of the same thing you and I have done. You could have quit after the Charlotte show. Oh, absolutely. I know you wanted to. So I wanted to quit after that show. Good God. That was tough. So a quick little summary of my, I've done three shows now. I did my first show in July of 2021 and it was in Mississippi. Was it June or July? I think it was July. I think it was the end of July. It was right before I left for AT because we usually do AT. It was the very end of July. Yeah, it that was right, right. Like, Tori, right around Tori's birthday. Yep, right before. So I go down there to that show. I ended up getting like two second place finishes and like in classic physique and men's physique. And I think I got 
maybe a third in another one. I was somewhere around the, like the true novice divisions. I'm not for sure where the places was. It was seconds and thirds though. So I was happy with the way that it performed, especially like we've talked a little bit on that first episode about like a lot of the things I'd went through leading into that prep. That first prep for me was kind of just like, it was a moral victory just to say I made it to the stage and I found out that I really liked it. And speaking with you and speaking with Tyler Post show, Met Michael Hearn. He didn't really say anything, but I just wanted to throw that out there. That was really cool. Yeah. But uh, talking with those His guys. His forehead doesn't move. It's, at all. It's, it's pecs do, though. Yeah. It was, it was dancing. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, talking to those guys after the show, they were like, you know, you've got potential to do really well at this if you continue to, you know, follow Aaron, trust the plan, do the things that you've been doing. So now dive into the following January. We start prep again. Prepped for... 16 weeks i believe it was before we did the charlotte show so we were originally planning to do the kentucky show at the end of april and uh my conditioning was so much better i think it was just aaron learned my body and we kind of started we were peaking a little bit too early so we was like okay let's kind of use this as a warm-up show we'll pick there was a show in memphis and a show in charlotte and i was like memphis is scary let's go to charlotte so and, and charlotte ended up being scary charlotte was scarier actually memphis was a <laughs> memphis was a uh, smaller show i feel like you know may have could have held my own over there but um yeah so this is hopefully you know here in a couple months like you said they're going to be integrating some weight classes but yeah, this was help there was a b c or d me at six foot i was i think it was 511 and over was that class so anyone over 511 that that's a te- that's terrible classing there was like 20 guys in that class and i think i finished like 13th yeah which wasn't bad with that lineup, considering the top nine should have been competing in the pro show that they day. They were monsters, absolute monsters. One of the guys in your class was like just over five eleven. I think you said he was two forty three on stage. Yeah, I was talking to a dude back. His classic cutoff was like two hundred, two hundred five. Oh yeah, well let me think. Uh, mine's two twelve, so he's like two hundred seven, maybe two six. So he's two forty. Blasted out of it. Well, listen, we're pumping up backstage, and I'm just anxious as can be because I'm looking at these guys. You know what I'm saying? I'm like, this. Your is. conditioning was great. I mean, yeah, and that was what I was hanging my hat on. So he turns around, he looks at me, and he's like, "Dude, you're peeled." I was like, "Thanks, man. You're huge. You're big." And he kind of laughed. I said, "Uh, I said I appreciate it though." He said, "How much you weigh right now?" I said, "I'm like one eighty two. And he just kind of giggled and turned around. And I was like, what's up? What's up, dude? I said, how much, how much you weigh? How much you weighing right now? He's like, ah, man. Last check-in, I think I was 243. I was like, I'm sorry. That's the first thing you told me when you came off stage. I said, you, you didn't, didn't, you didn't <laughs> even talk about this show. When you came off stage, you came straight to me and you said, dude back there said he weighs 243. <laughs> I was so It was either right before you went back on stage for pre-judging or right as soon as you got off stage. You said, dude said he weighs 243. And when I saw him come out on stage, I said, Checks he weighs out. 243. Checks out. Oh, I remember we went and got our little midday meal afterwards and, you know, in between prejudging and the night show. And I was sitting there with just my head in my bowl, man. I was so demoralized. But that was like, okay, you know, back yeah. to the drawing board. Got to grow. Same thing kind of happened with the Kentucky show. It was a much smaller show. And I ended up not. You competed there, though. Yeah, I competed well there. But, like, still, the biggest thing is just, like, conditioning is not something I'll ever have an issue with. I think structure's there, too. Structure's there. I've always said that conditioning is the one thing you can control. You can control how lean you get. You know, if you're disciplined and you take the time, I have no issue with being miserable for a little bit. It happens. Every day is miserable. Every day is miserable. No, I'm you just know what I'm saying? <laughs> just hungry and miserable now, too. No, I'm kidding. So... <laughs> 
We're about to start a growth phase. But we are starting a growth phase. Potentially looking at trying to do another show again next year, maybe around the springtime. So kind of talking about right now, beginning this growth phase now and doing another eight, nine months of like a hard push and then looking at something late spring, early summer. But this was something where I was like, I've really enjoyed pushing other guys and putting a lot of the clients that I've had on stage. So I had almost taken this approach where I was like, okay, I'm just going to kind of, I'm going to be like Rocky's coach. You know what I'm saying? I'm just, I'm just hanging out from the sidelines and I'm going to push these guys and do my thing. But talking to Aaron, he was like, you know, we've got a love for this thing and got the structure to do it. I'm young and I'm healthy. So like might as well give it a shot. So that's kind of the game plan right now. Um, Aaron is in kind of a similar boat. Very right? similar. So, yeah, um, I started prep, man, I don't know when, because this past weekend should have been my first show of the year, the Battle at the River in Chattanooga, and I think at 11, 12 weeks out, I was like, man, I can't do this right now. Just in, just mentally not in a spot where I needed to compete work-wise as far as workload with patients, clients, business, everything, I was not in a spot to try to push myself to that level. And it's not that I care to do it. I don't care at all to do it. It's just, I think had I pushed myself, I wouldn't have brought my best. And I refuse to do that. From this point on, I will not be on stage unless it's my best. I mean, that was something so, I was talking about earlier. Aaron and I were talking about how like kind of unmotivated we get to post on social media about our physique sometimes. Cause it's like, you know, everyone's seen us shredded to the bone now or huge. Like or people huge. have seen me at 275 and they've seen me at shredded at 225. And right now I'm just in that bleh, in between, kind of yeah. like you are right now. We're just in between, which in reality, like you said, most people would be very pleased with. Sure, but yeah. for us, it's a really weird, a weird state. Like I'll have Tori take a picture or video and I'm like, eh, I was going to post that, but I'm not just very weird. So yeah, I'm about to hit a really long growth phase either right before or right when I get back from vacation, I'm either going to push for five more weeks and a little recomp i'm off of all super supplements running like a little baseline of replacement um that's really it that no really no fat burners right now um food's still pretty high i think i'm around 2800 calories so that's for me that's actually pretty low yeah but i'm losing two two pounds a week on that and i don't care to lose two pounds a week right now and sacrifice a little muscle to get leaner so I can start this growth phase. Cause realistically on replacement therapy, I'm not going to lose much muscle no. at 3000 calories. My protein is sure. 290 carbs are 280 or 300 between 280 and 300 carbs and then 50 something fat. So I'm not going to lose muscle. Sure. Um, then when we start growing, it's my food will increase dramatically. Drastically. Yeah. On a quick aside, like you mentioned fat burners, I'm a big, proponent like you don't need fat burn if you're not cutting for a show i don't know like no. you don't need supplements to cut weight you don't need supplements no, to cut food fat. use your food use your food use your feet you know what i'm saying yeah. go walk do your, do your cardio use your food and use your feet that's it man joe creech that's it bless up 2023 <laughs> no use your food and your feet that's i like that yeah but this is wrapping us up for episode 10 before we go just wanted to remind you guys that you can follow us on instagram at muscles medicine podcast found this episode helpful consider sharing it with your friends also in the next week or so we're gonna have a little meal business up and running in the tri-county area so if you're interested in that or hearing more about it shoot one of us a message we'll shoot you some details um 
like I said, that'll be open the next couple of weeks here. Yeah, so we got a lot of exciting things going on. Also, there. if you like hot sauce, Derek is making some hot sauce, phantom hot sauce, and it is excellent. I highly, highly, highly recommend it. I, we bought three bottles, Tori and I have, for this upcoming little drop he's having. So Love we're it. pumped about that. Love it. Guys, again, keep interacting with the, uh, the social medias, the Instagram. We're going to be on YouTube here soon. Keep pushing this out, man. Every little, every like, every share of your story, it helps. It helps. And then here in a couple of weeks, I don't know if it'll be this week or next week, but I'm going to get my blood work done. We'll have yours back. We'll post them to the page a couple of days ahead of time, let people look, and then we'll kind of go over them. So it's going to get a very personal, I guess. <laughs> You're going to deep dive. Some HIPAA violations, some Privacy Act <laughs> violations coming our way. Yes, no, it's my blood work, so we can do what we want. That's what I'm saying. Yours too. Too easy. That's so fine. that'll be fun. And if there's anything off, we'll sit down and try to explain why. If it's perfect, we'll just thank the good Lord and roll with it. Bless up. Yep. Bless up. But thank you guys for listening, and we'll talk to you guys next week.